Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, on this episode of Fire Talk Radio. We are going to talk about the, the one-year anniversary of the big pullout of Afghanistan. Um, we're going to make fun of some little bit of Liz Cheney, Liz, Liz Cheney and her loss. Um, how people are buying body parts off of Facebook from Pennsylvania. Kind of weird. And how the potato head is now gone from CNN. To this and more on Fire Talk Radio. I can only count to four. 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 One year. Evening, everybody. One year. We pulled out a year ago. One year. One year. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry. And, uh, so, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to come back with something. Uh, uh, why don't you uh, give I, people uh, contact info? Contact info. So it is episode 44 of Fire Talk Radio. Uh, please check us out on our website on, on firetalkradio.com. Actually, now there's going to be a new button there. If you take a look under the player, there's a subscribe button. Hit it. Find where you want to listen to us, even our YouTube page. Hit the subscribe button. Check us out there. Um, you can email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 814-380-9820. We'll play it. Um, check us out. Uh, music brought to you by Psychostick. Also, I didn't notice, if no one else has noticed, if you ever go to our Anchor website, there is actually a message button there. Send it there, too. I'll find it. Um, and just to let you guys know, that's Ryan. I'm Jason. We are. I haven't gotten there yet. Talk radio, uh, <laughs> but great news. Uh, um, we're we have names. Um, yes. <laughs> and like I tried to tell anybody that uh, asks us, like you know, hey, what's your what's your podcast about? I'm like, imagine two guys drinking beer around a fire, bitching about what's going on. That's about it. That's about it. That's definitely um, about it. So, um. It's been a week. It has. So, still waiting, still waiting for the the subpoena to be uh, opened up by for Trump's raid. They're saying that they they may open some of it, but redact so much that you probably can't read it. Garland says no to protect the privacy of the witnesses. I feel like the Russian the Russian thing all over again. Um, you, know, you know, so this is the thing that drives me nuts. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of TikTok um, because that's where the left likes to spout off about BS. Why not? And I get two minutes of fame. Right. And uh, they have this weird idea that the reason that we want uh to see the subpoena uh the document basically uh you know why they what they have to authorize a warrant uh to search uh mar-a-lago because they want they think that conservatives want the names of the fbi agents so that we can attack them. like what it goes through their head that makes them so 
Someone made it. I saw. I did actually see a video which kind of, kind of made it. Uh, made sense. So there's actually a precedence about this, and unfortunately, Hillary Clinton is the front runner of this precedent because when she was taken into court and and everything for her mishandling of classified information on her own private server, the FBI failed, stated that she was wrong but didn't allow and didn't want to do any um judgment due to the fact that they didn't want to so it's going to end up turning into a civil matter which will either be in federal court or in the supreme court it is either or but that's the thing is that there the sad thing is there's already a precedent and people are not grasping that at all they're like oh he took shit Let's arrest him. Problem is, is that someone, the National Archive guy who runs the National Archive, said it out loud in the media, said, hey, I saw him take a box to the helicopter. I want to know what was in it. I found out that he declassified said boxes. Oh, we reclassified them by the time he landed in Mar-a-Lago. So if Trump was in the impression when he left Washington, D.C., that that information was declassified and they decided to reclassify it by the time he made it to Florida, how was he supposed to know it was reclassified? Not only that, the fact that you would reclassify it after he declassified it is a political stunt. That's all that is. And the thing is, and what... He, they've known about, they've known the shit was there for 18 months. They were there in June. He showed them in June. They said, oh, you need a new lock on this door. And the FBI told him to get a, a new door with another lock on it. They did. And then literally two months later, they raided. They already knew where the shit yeah, was. The stuff, the, yeah, the, uh, the documents that he has are so sensitive and so important that they had to raid him while he was in New York, but yet it wasn't so important that they waited 18 months or so important that they decided to wait two months after they visited him. Yeah, so it it makes absolutely no sense. And then Trump is talking about releasing the video footage of Mar-a-Lago. That was the other thing. Do it. Don't forget the FBI wanted him to turn off cameras. Thing is, no, they asked his attorneys to turn off cameras, and they said no. They wouldn't even let the attorneys walk around with the FBI agents. They left those cameras on for a CYA moment, for cover your ass. They were. Right. So they, they turned off the cameras initially because the attorneys weren't there initially. When the attorneys got there, the attorneys told them, no, you're turning them back on. And so they were off for a very short time, and then they came back on. Um, And a lot of stuff that they took wasn't even, uh, you know, uh, classified stuff. Uh, To me, the reason that we want to see it is not for people's names because we believe it's a fishing expedition. They took his freaking passport no they didn't they had no reason no, to what, take was it, what's her name from cbs news said no they didn't 
No, they took it and then. Oh, I know, back. I know they took it, but she, she uh, what is her name? Ah, uh, I. God damn it! I had it. <laughs> um. Oh, Nora Donald. Nora Donald from CBS Evening tweeted out right after Trump put it on his on True Social that. They took it. They took three passports. Norm McDonald went out and said, "No, they didn't." Without even cl- getting clarification, made an ass of herself because then that morning, the FBI comes out and said, "Oh, upon a review of stuff, we did collect three passports. Two of that are expired, and his diplomatic." Oh, and then there's this fucking dude. And then there's this guy who, I'm sorry, this is, again, why... Every time I see this guy on TikTok, I swear to God, he's going to have a heart attack with a a brain aneurysm or something. He looks like he has a chemical imbalance. Big news. Donald Trump's passports were seized by the FBI. They are cracking down on Trump. And the reason we know this is because Donnie posted it on Truth Social. This means he can no longer flee to Saudi Arabia. He can no longer seek asylum in Russia, which means he has to stay in America, the country he betrayed until he is indicted for one of his many federal crimes. Justice is coming, Donnie. I gotta, I gotta ask, what, what one federal crime has he? Right. I, so I believe we're still in the country where you're innocent until proven guilty, not guilty until you're proven innocent. Well, the other, the other thing is, is the stuff that they claim. Um, out of the three, you know, two of which, one was uh, the National Archives. Uh, you know, that isn't an actual crime. That is, that is a, uh, a procedural thing. Like, oh, you can be fired for it if you're, you know, if you take something that you're not supposed to from the national or withhold something, you can be fired if you're an underling and, uh, you know, they have that ability, but that's not like a go to jail, you know, criminal offense. Problem the is, they have that's to even, prove intent. Well, no, that and that's for that's for the um, Espionage Act. Yeah, and for the Espionage Act, they have to prove intent. That's why Hillary Clinton didn't get charged, or that's what they claim. The reason was that she didn't get charged is because oh, she had intent, but they claim she didn't have intent. Now she had classified information on a personal server in her bathroom that. The uh, uh, Justice Department believes was possibly hacked. So whether she intended or not, she put it in harm's way. How do you how do you hack paper documents out of Mar-a-Lago? You can't. The only way to get them documents is to physically go there and retrieve them. It's not like it's not like Russia could you know get a team of hackers or some. 14 year old that knows his way around a computer can easily, you know, hack in like they could with uh, Hillary's server and do it from anywhere in the world. No, you physically have to go in and take them documents. It's like stealing the Mona Lisa. You physically have to go and take the Mona Lisa. 
So, but they didn't do it because of intent. They have to prove for the Espionage Act intent if they're going to charge him. Well, they can charge him for anything. I mean, that's the thing with charging. But for him to be convicted, they have to prove intent. Intent to distribute. Yeah, so, I mean, it would be interesting to see how the FBI conducted themselves in Melania Trump's uh, closet. I wonder yeah. if they put on their high heels. Wonder, I wonder uh, if they did like a them, drag. Thing. I wonder how many of Melania's clothes uh, Joe Biden's going to end up wearing. I wonder how many they took so Joe Biden can sniff them. Oh, God. That just. I mean, he liked really sniffing things. Image in my head. He likes well, sniffing things. They won't it's, sniff It's so clothes. fucking She's creepy. I watched them sniff children on yeah. camera. Yeah, it's like, he, how he, can you not tell me that's not fucking creepy? He won't sniff her clothes. She's older than seven. Okay. Mm. He likes that. He likes that new baby smell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All um, right. So. Ah, uh, that was so, so. But the thing is, no, uh, back to this though. But the thing yeah. is, is to all of these people on TikTok or in the news that in the mainstream news that believe that we want to see the affidavit because we want to get the names of the uh, FBI agents or some part of that kind of true because uh, what was his name? Uh, struck um that was uh you know peter struck that uh fbi agent uh that said oh we've got an insurance policy against trump oh if yeah. he gets into office and lisa page those were fbi agents and uh and oh here's a funny thing msnbc to talk about this brought out peter struck like you take like a fired disgraced fbi agent that lied and obviously is politically motivated against Trump to talk about the search the warrant. Thing Are is, you kidding me? I mean, we talked about this a few episodes ago when they re when they released that when Obama had that propaganda bill removed from the media to where they can just do whatever they want. So that's what it is. And all it is is government propaganda. They're pulling people that allow just to do or say whatever they want without without really consequence and that's the thing is that they're doing more harm than good i mean let me look at cnn right now cnn got rid of course chris cuomo and now they got rid of mr potato himself um what is his name now mr uh brian seltzer yeah, yeah. And all good well, on him. He's gone. The, the thing is, is oh, I'm oh, hearing an echo of myself again. Ah, I hate that. Um so the thing is is with the uh uh FBI already has very little credibility in the Americans' eyes, especially in conservative eyes, because yeah. of what they did to Trump. Because of people like Lisa Page and Peter Strzok and uh, the 
the PP videos that never actually existed and, uh, you know, all of that, Chris, um, uh, uh, Como, yeah. Um, all of that, they already lost. No, was it Como? Como? Yeah. Cuomo. Yeah. yeah, It's Cuomo. Um, they already lost so much credibility. We want to see the affidavit that would give credibility if it was a true affidavit that had, that wasn't just a fishing expedition. What they're showing right now and what's being seen is that they are deep sea fishing, hoping that they can catch something. My thing is, is if Trump went as a Democrat back in 2016 and played by their rules, none of this would have happened. No, because they loved him when he was a Democrat. Oh, yeah. Because he was a donor. He wrote checks. Why not? Right? I mean, they were making technically he only went Democrat because he played their game to to cheat the system. He didn't cheat. He cheat the system by their own rules. That's all he ever does is he takes the rules that they make and says, "Fine, I'm going to take them to the extreme. You're going to give us tax write offs uh, to be, you know, I'm going to use every single tax write off I can possibly use." So, so speaking of tax write offs, so everyone's upset about his first wife being buried in his new jersey golf course to for tax breaks wasn't that is just a benefit of them it was in her will that's where she wanted to be fucking buried but even if it wasn't so what this is another one of those that i have a problem with democrat he even came out and said i have a section of my golf course actually plotted my whole family to be buried there but even who the fuck wants to be buried in new jersey but even even so if it even if he came out and said yeah i'm doing this for tax breaks so what so what i like democrats always get up in arms about so what moments so what so he gets a tax break Big whoopty shit. The thing That's, is, then why do you have that on the books for him to be able to have that tax break? Exactly. Don't blame him for the tax breaks, for taking advantage of the tax breaks. Blame the people that put that on the books. You made the tax code so large that the only people that can get these tax breaks are the uber rich because they pay people to basically comb through the tax code and find all that stuff. Again, it's another so what moment. I don't care if he comes out and says, I'm doing this for a tax break. I'm doing this for a tax break. I'm a, I'm giving money to this organization was a, was only a, so was, I get the whole tax time breaks. He was in so office, all they wanted was his tax returns. And it's like, I don't even want to look at my own tax returns. Why would I want to look at somebody else's? Right. Who fucking cares? They want it because, again, the Democrats have nothing on him except for deep sea fishing. You know, uh, was it on CNN or MSNBC? I'm assuming uh, MSNBC since they're the uber liberals of uh, the news. Uh, Rachel Maddow. But, oh God, I hate you know, somebody, so somebody basically said, listen, 
we got uh, El Capone. We knew he was killing people. We knew he was committing all these crimes. We got him on tax evasion. We know Trump is doing all of these bad things. We'll get him on something. If we can find something to get him on. Well, no, that's not how the law is supposed to work. The law isn't supposed to find a person and figure out the crime. The law is supposed to be, here's the crime, and prove the person committed it. Not let's find a crime to pin on a person. But that's what the FBI looks like they're doing. That's what the liberals want. That's why all these people like uh, uh, Doofus there talking about him running to Russia, running to Saudi Arabia. They, they have all these conspiracy theories in their head that he has to be doing something. And all they're doing is solidifying in people like me that wasn't going to vote for Trump uh, in the primaries next time. But you know what? All the stuff you're throwing at him, I kind of want to see him back in office now. And it, to just give you the middle finger and say, there you go. It, my thing is, is as most most people are going to say, because everyone has the thing about the 2020 election. Okay, 2020 election aside, if it was stolen or not, okay, he's not in office. But if he wins in 2024 with a landslide, it's going to be a middle finger because it's going to be like, well, you should have just left him in office. Well, the thing is, is he's not going to win. A Republican is never going to win the uh, uh, popular vote ever again. No. Because, and that's why we set up the Electoral College, is so that the popular vote in New York and California don't run the entire country. That the reason that they get more weighted votes in smaller states than in bigger states is so that it evens out that the people living in the small state, their vote essentially evens out with the big states. California, I don't think will ever go red again. The um, last time it went red was during Reagan's second term. Second term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll never be. I don't think it'll ever be red again. But that's why we need the Electoral College. If you want to not have a civil war, keep the Electoral College. Once you get rid of that Electoral College like the Democrats want, so that it only becomes a popular vote, and they only need to campaign in California, New York, Texas, Texas, Florida, Pennsylvania, you know, like basically the East and West coast and ignore all of us in the middle. You're going to see an uprising oh, because yeah. already people think that we don't have a say our vote doesn't matter. It'll really not matter when you're talking, you know, I think, what is it? Los Angeles County is bigger, has a bigger population than many of the States. No, no, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, if the Electoral College goes away, as a lot of people want it to. It, as a lot of liberals want it to. It, it's it's going to be an absolute nightmare. 
Is the election process in this country perfect? No. Could it be fine-tuned? Sure could. If you dismantle it, though, it's just going to... It's going to ruin everything. And the whole point of having the polls and having election day, not election month, not election season, not let's mail in our vote back in September for November. The whole point of having election day and having uh, election, uh, having uh, in-person voting is to cut down on fraud, to cut down on coercion, cut down on... uh, um, uneducated voters. And I don't mean dumb voters. I mean, people that there's a good portion of the population that just don't care. So they're the ones that don't pay attention. They're the ones that don't follow politics. They're the ones that don't, you know, watch the news. You know, my wife up until a few years ago, didn't know who to vote for. And she would literally ask me, who should I vote for? Because I was the one that paid attention. And in a few of them, she didn't go and vote because she didn't know the the candidates. Well, when you have this universal mail-in or the people knocking on doors saying, uh, you know, that are picking up your ballots and going to drop them off, that's them... Are you playing something? No, my fucking like weird shit started happening. I was like, ah. Oh, anyway. <laughs> the reason like, that you I was looking at to... something and it started playing and I didn't realize it was coming through. The reason that you have to go on the day is because one, information, you need everybody to have the same information. If you have a person voting in September and then new information comes out in October, they can't go back and change their vote. No. So that's why you have one day so that everybody gets is uh, has the ability to get the same information. You make them have to go to the polls so you can verify that they're only voting once. So at the polls, at least when I go, I go to the poll. I show them my ID. I can... I guess I could fill out a thing that says I don't have an ID, but I promise I say who I am. But once I do that, they literally scratch off. Once they hand me my ballot, they write down the number, they scratch off my name so I can't go back and vote again. No, no, I I mean, I I, am, you know, and at the same time, I can't sit over my wife's shoulder. Like if we were at home, I could sit over her shoulder and go pick that one, that one, that one, and that one. And tell her well how to fill it out for her and let her just send it in. Right. Or fill it out for her. That's the problem with universal mailing. You need to have that because that's how you keep it essentially the same across the board and keep it above board. We wouldn't have had all of these questions, even, even if uh, um, Biden won by a landslide or won by a small margin if there wasn't the you know tens of hundreds of thousands of mail-in votes there wouldn't have been a question about it even with all the stuff of uh them recounting and doing these you know stuff there wouldn't have been a question about that because 
all the stuff would have came in initially from the precincts. And the precincts would have counted it, and you wouldn't have had to have all these people counting mail-in ballots until the next day and shutting things down and, oh, here's more boxes that magically appear in the middle of the night. There wouldn't be all that. And if uh, Biden won with everything above board, voting on the day of, I think you'd still probably have a few people that would say, no, this was rigged and stuff, but not nearly as many questioning it. I still question it just because there was a lot of chicanery going on. There was a, there was a lot of stuff that was not a, to seem to be on the up and up. We can hope I remember, for the best. I remember that night. I remember that night. I had friends that were poll watchers in Detroit. And I was getting texts saying, hey, we need everybody to come down to Detroit, to Wayne County, because they're locking out Republican poll watchers. And they're not letting us in to be able to verify. That was in the middle. Of, that was like at 11, 12 o'clock at night. Yeah, that sounds about right. That was before uh, it was even on the news. All right. So just remember, November's coming up soon. Prime, this, this part of the election in 2022 is just as important as 2024. Because you got to remember, the House represents the people and the Senate re represents the states. So you need to vote for the people that you feel that would represent you or the state, period. And uh, here's, here's the uh, the other thing, which is I'm going to bring in this video of uh, Liz Cheney. Oh, yes. Liz Cheney uh, the, the, lost her primary in Wyoming. Yeah. Um, but the video, before we get into that, talks about and mentions how in Wyoming, she still lost by a landslide. Democrats were actually told to register as Republicans. Now, here's the thing. In certain states, when I was in uh, Oregon, I was either a registered Democrat, Republican, Independent. And when it came to the primaries, if I was a Republican, they only gave me the Republican. I could not say I'm voting Democrat this year. Yeah. I had to, ahead of time, change my affiliation. Michigan isn't like that. There is no registering Republican, Democrat. You walk in and they say, okay, on the left side is a Democrat, on the right side is Republican. You just have to stay on the side. Once you start at the top, you can't go back and forth. So one of my theories, and I mentioned this in before because of uh, some of the people that got uh, elected in the primaries. I think there's a lot of Democrats that voted Republican knowing that the Democrat had no opponents. There's nobody opposing them. So why vote for them? They were voting Republican so that they could get somebody in that they know was not a good candidate. Well, and they were voting for the rhino. Liz right. Cheney, in the end, that's the thing is when Trump was in office, his ultimate goal as Kennedy, when he was in office, was to get rid of the, the swamp. Look what happened to him. The minute anybody talks about getting rid of the swamp, 
fucking shit goes weird with them. All these swamp creatures come out and shit goes weird because they're controlling their minions. Yep. So here's here's uh, uh, NBC. This is from NBC Nightly News. Mm-hmm. There may be no greater political antagonist to Donald Trump than Liz Cheney. This is Donald Trump's legacy, but it cannot be the future of our nation. Trump, in turn, has declared her re-election campaign to be his biggest target. She really represents despicable things. Cheney voted to impeach him after the insurrection at the Capitol last year and is now vice chair of the January 6th Select Committee. President Trump summoned a mob to Washington for January 6th. But back home in the deep red state of Wyoming, she's on the cusp of losing. Why not Liz Cheney? I think because she went against Trump. She voted for for the impeachment. She's a sellout. Yes, betrayal. Vowing to oust her from office, fellow Republican Harriet Hageman, a land use attorney backed by the former president. We're fed up with Liz Cheney. Liz, you're fired. Get out of here. Now, Cheney needs help from Democrats. A month ago, I changed my affiliation to Republican so that I could vote for Liz Cheney. She promotes democracy. But even if every Democrat changed their voter registration, it'd still be an uphill climb for Cheney. Wyoming Republicans outnumber Democrats by four to one here. And the multiple investigations into Donald Trump have not moved many Republican voters. In the final days before the vote, Cheney turning for help from her famous father, who first won this very congressional seat 44 years ago. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. Now an aide to Cheney tells me that tomorrow's primary battle is just the first of a much larger and longer fight that she intends to mount to make sure Donald Trump doesn't return to the White House. Yeah, she she so, can fucking suck a nut. So she lost like twenty eight points to sixty six, like it was a landslide. And I wonder how many of them twenty eight points was Democrats. Probably were, probably all of them were. Like, I can't imagine too many uh, Republicans vote. I I think it would have been a bigger landslide if. Democrats didn't pretend to be Republicans just so that somebody else didn't take the spot. Um, Before we get back to Liz Cheney, um, so in our uh, congressional district, we had, uh, what's his name, Meyer, that also voted against Donald Trump. Yeah. uh, Or, you know, uh, voted for his impeachment. And I think he is on the January 6th committee also. Um, I didn't vote for him. But the guy that got it, I don't think will win in our district. Because we're a very high Democrat district. I voted for the guy that wasn't him that I think could have won. Sure. A part of me thinks because... The Democrat in our district was unopposed. All them Democrats said, hey, let's vote for this guy that most likely will not win. Most likely. And that's you should be you should you should run for the Senate or run for an office. 
under Republican in your area. That's what you should do. I've worked on a number of campaigns in my area, Republican campaigns. One person that I worked for won. But like I said, we're a very blue area. Um, I mean, everyone, every area is a blue. I mean, hell, the state of Pennsylvania is all blue at the edge. Everything else is red. From Philly and Pittsburgh is blue. Everything else is red. And on, I had to listen to a lot of people like, you're only all red because it's property. Property is not people. Oh, yeah, that whole, well, property doesn't vote. Property doesn't vote. The fact is, is when in those cities, including Detroit, including Grand Rapids in Michigan, um, they're in their own Democratic echo chamber. Oh, yeah. And they can't comprehend why the people outside that actually have to work for a living and actually have to make uh raise their family you know off the land or you know travel for a job you know it, i heard one uh not that long ago talk about well what's gas prices matter when you know just take the bus to work if you fine, live if in, a, in, the in a major city, that that's that's fine and dandy. When you live out in the middle of fucking bumfuck Egypt, you you got no choice but to drive your own car. Right. You know, for us, driving to work is a forty mile a day round trip. So gas prices are a big fucking deal. And then it was like, oh, why don't you move closer? Well, the problem is living out in the middle of bumfuck is peaceful. Yeah. I live in the middle of nowhere. It's fucking fantastic. I don't have to, I don't have neighbors. It is, and you know, when you get to go outside, you can look up, you can see the fucking stars, and it's quiet. You can hear a pin drop. Right. right. And if I want to, if I want to burn shit in my backyard because I don't want to, throw it out and pay to have it hauled away i'll make a burn pile and burn it that's what i do Um, actually i had a bonfire not that long ago fucking it was like towering i was like shit and then the wind started picking up and i was like oh this is gonna be fantastic i'm gonna burn down the valley so (laughs) but yeah liz cheney lost and i couldn't be happier um i don't think i think everybody was ecstatic that liz cheney you know, here's wow. the great thing. Of the 10 people, uh, 10 representatives that voted against Trump, I think only, only two. two of them are making it into the general election. Yeah, like uh, four of them didn't even decide to run. Yep. The uh, other four, uh, four lost. Got primaried. Yep. And two of them made it. And everyone says it's because Trump, uh, you know, Trump was endorsing someone else and we found, no, it's not because uh, Trump told me to. It's because you showed your true colors. Oh, yeah. That's what it comes down to. 
because is this her thing. is this her losing speech? Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, there's a lot of representatives that are Republicans that may not agree with uh, you know, that Trump was president and uh, all of that, but they also weren't so against him that they used their platform to try to speak out against against him at every turn with nothing to back it up. So are you talking about Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi? No, they wouldn't. No, no, no. I'm talking Republicans. Um, There's a lot of Republicans that were just like, yeah, he lost. Mitt Romney. So what? what? He lost. I hope Mitt Romney gets this time, but next time he's up. I thought he was up for ele- I thought he was up for election for the Senate. I don't think so. I it's the next. Uh, let me look. Uh, when is Brown for twenty twenty four? No, it is in two years. Okay. Yeah. So he, it wasn't this he, one. Uh, so it is the it is it is the twenty twenty four election. He is a part of. Okay. Okay. So so I mean, here's a Utah. little of her concession speech. He blames Donald Trump. Two years oh. ago, I won seventy three. Then he I could easily have done the same again, but it would have required that I go along with President twenty twenty election. It would have required that I enable his ongoing efforts to unravel our democratic system and attack the foundations of our republic. This- okay. It would have meant you care, just worry about your constituents like you're supposed to and not use every waking moment to attack Trump and supports him. Including that's what it would have meant this primary election is over but now the real work begins so that's a part of her concession speech the uh the other part is where it gets really freaking weird and she actually might be um, so before you play that before you play so the quote lie about the 2020 election my thing is okay yes the the people entering the house was a little much they shouldn't have gone in fine they didn't bother because they had remember to challenge the electoral colleges in the house they have to have a member of the house and the senate Oppose it. Right. right. They had they had those in all battleground states. Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Arizona. They had all that. But because the people decided to enter, they rushed the battle without actually doing the due diligence of actually seeking those out. So I feel like 
the election process also at that time got screwed because it's it like did. and the other thing too though they that... should have still done it that way they shouldn't have rushed it they should have been able to go to their to their respective corners have their debates about it right figure out what and... the hell is going on and go from there and the thing is is so you... i mean the lie about the gen- the 2020 election is it's the fact that is that oh it was stolen okay why do why does everyone in america feel well not everyone the the 79 million people that voted for trump believe that the election was stolen from someone who got 81 million votes for biden because it doesn't fucking make sense it's right. apple you're, fucking oranges and you're talking about biden who basically stayed in his basement during the entire campaign had Trump nobody... still campaign Trump still campaign he had I went to one of his campaigns he had we had to have five ten thousand people there Biden has like five and you know the that's the thing is you can travel the country and see that there wasn't the enthusiasm for Biden and yet somehow he has the most votes in history well, the thing is everyone that voted for biden was like oh it wasn't trump and i'm like you voted for someone because you didn't like the political opponent even though look he's fucked up the country even worse right That's why if you're you can, whenever you this, ask a biden voter are you happy with how things are under Biden now that you voted for him? They never answer you. Their answer is always, well, it would have been worse under Trump. At least he's not Trump. It has nothing to do with Biden. And that's where the shenanigans comes in. Why we want to find out what happened. And you know what? We would have still been energy independent. We would have had a border up. We would have had the Keystone Pipeline enacted in effect. Yeah, we would have been getting our petroleum from Canada instead. Actual insulin and epinephrine would have been thirty-five dollars because the the executive order fixed where big pharma was overcharging. It's not just where the copay can cap out at $35. He figured out the underlining root of it and got it to where they were going to be $35 at most. And I'm sorry, epinephrine and insulin are very life-saving medicines that shouldn't cost people. As I know people who have allergies to bee stings, peanut butter. And they have to get epinephrine, and half the time they're charging like five, six hundred dollars for one pen. Well, they come in a two pack usually. Well, yeah, in a two pack. In but a two it's, pack, because I get still a, about the point though. But the, here's the thing: um, mine are expired because um, I'm a coach. I'm around people that I need in my first aid kit an epipen. I'm not allergic to stuff myself outside of uh, 
um, penicillin, which by the time I get penicillin, like if I'm knocked out and someone gives me in a hospital anyway, but um, they're expired because the last time I had to buy it, I want to say my insurance paid half, but it still cost me like $300. Um, That's the thing is like, and everyone says, oh, it's not. And the thing is, you look at all the stuff Biden axed right as he got into office that Trump was having enacted. And then now he's turning around and taking credit for it. And it's like, well, it's well, the same thing with the gas prices. You know, I just heard a news report from our local news talking about Biden lowering the gas prices. It's like, you're, that's like saying I burned down the house, but I'm spraying it with a garden hose. No, it's everybody else's fault while the gas went up, but it's his, it's his, his, his fault that the gas went down. You can't have one without the fucking other. It's the Sesame that, Street song. These, not one of that, these things is the, not like the other. Only reason that gas is dropping right now is because one, Biden is putting out a million barrels a day from the strategic oil reserve that is well, going to run out in November. China. Um, a million barrels a day during his time after he uh, got into office because of his EPA regulations, five. Uh, um oil refineries had to close down that were producing over a million barrels a day. So the fact is, is he's putting out the amount that would have been out there anyway from the, re had you, had he not closed the refineries on top of that, because gas is so high, I'm not driving any more than I absolutely have to. No, and that's no. true for everybody. We're rationing. Because we Dude, can't I don't even mow my grass every two weeks like I used to. Oh, I used I, to I, I, let, I used to mow it every week or every few days. You know, keep that, keep that short, keep it nice and manicured. And I love dry, I love lawn mowing. I got a zero turn. I love it. I love being able to go and then whip, you know, whip in a circle. Yeah, now, I'm getting, I'm I'm thinking about getting one in the fall. Now like, I but it eats gas. Uh, compared to my old one. Now, I cut it three weeks ago, and I'm looking at the grass going, damn it, I got to cut it this weekend. It's literally like you can see like weeds and stuff, you know, growing up in the grass. And it's like, oh, I, got a, I got wild asparagus growing in my yard. Um, although I got to check before I go before out I and uh, cut again. Last time I cut, I had ground wasps and i think i killed them all because they attacked me i got stung like four times and i went out there and i'm like you know what you guys are all dying so i went out there while they were sleeping and i took one of them uh big blow torches you know like the ones like uh you used to kill weeds or uh you know yeah big, big long blow torch yeah puts puts out I took that thing, turned that thing on, stuck it down the hole, and just fried the hell out of them. Like you guys, I did, so I I did need to go back out and check. We had we had one 
we had a, a a hornet's nest in the ground by my garden and we put a a one of those big we put like a glass big glass bucket on top of it right and then put it right over the hole and then i funneled like this little metal hose in the ground and i stuck it in their route and i fucking just let uh all sorts of fumes and you see them just crawling out trying to get out and you're they're just dying right there and i'm like yeah, fuck you <laughs> i didn't realize how big it was until then the queen finally came out and died and i'm like well fantastic well oh, speaking no, of queen let, by the time i was done Cheney, it was like talk about him she's a uh, abraham lincoln <laughs> it was like truly scorched earth uh yeah, so here's Liz Cheney comparing herself to Abraham Lincoln. This is about as despicable as you can get. I mean, Biden called Trump Abraham Lincoln. The great and original champion of our party, Abraham Lincoln, was defeated in elections for the Senate and the House before he won the most important election of all. Lincoln ultimately prevailed. He saved our union. And he defined our obligation as Americans for all of history. Speaking at Gettysburg of the great task remaining before us, Lincoln said that we here highly resolve that these dead shall not have died in vain, that this nation under God shall have a new birth of freedom, and that government of the people, by the people, and for the people shall not perish from this earth. As we meet here tonight, that remains our greatest and most important task. Most of world history is a story of violent conflict, of servitude and suffering. Most. Thank you. Um, the. Uh, I don't remember where I heard. I think it was on Gutfeld. Somebody said the uh, the only co real comparison between her and Lincoln is that neither of them are going to be president anytime soon. The fact that she's thinking about running for president kind of disturbs me. Because if she's running, then they may try to push her. But I don't think she'll do anything. I mean, what is she going to have, Vice President Hillary Clinton? Probably. Cheney and Clinton. The thing is, is I didn't care for her dad as Vice President. I can't her father imagine... was a warmonger. Yeah. Well, her whole family is. That's the thing. They go back generations. And she's probably the worst of them all. You know, and it, she truly sold her soul to be liked by liberals. Like, they're squishy Republicans. Rhinos are squishy Republicans that are like, Meh, I can, uh, I can see, uh, you know, that won't stick to their convictions. 
she literally sold her soul to the liberals. Oh, yeah. That's why she didn't give. That's why she won by 72% last time and lost in a landslide this time in the primaries. Not even in the general where Democrats are voting for other Democrats in the primaries of only Republicans where she should have won. Had she had kept her mouth shut and done what just about everyone else did, which is, yeah, there might've been something going on, but you know what? We need to look forward to the future. She probably would have won with 90 some percent, but no, she couldn't do that. She had to sell her soul and become a patsy to the Democrats. Like I said, if she ends up, I, I will make a prediction now. After November, you will see her every day on MSNBC. Because anytime you see a Republican on MSNBC, they're not a true Republican. They are a tool for the Democrat claiming they're a Republican or claiming they're conservative, but they're nothing but a, a, a liberal tool. That's it. And as soon as she stops being useful to them, they're going to push her aside like she was nothing anyway. I mean, they only like her now Rachel because Mata she's useful very to them. Good for that. I'll give her that. God, she's um, gonna have Joe Scarborough. Her. Remember, at one point, Joe Scarborough was a quote-unquote Republican. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah, he can eat shit. He's just as bad. So. That's that's the thing. She is nothing more than a liberal tool. She's a tool to them. She has no thoughts of her own. Her all her thoughts literally come from the DNC. She she even married. I feel bad for her husband. <laughs> uh, she probably wears the pants of that marriage. Yeah. Yeah, he really he, he's whipped. He, okay, uh, moving on. Hey, Ryan. Happy anniversary. Hey. Anniversary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the great pullout that nobody wanted. Um, For those hasn't that anybody, are... Hasn't anybody mentioned that, you know, a true man never pulls out? I mean... is kind of one thing but this is completely different so it is one year ago um when joe biden decided to leave afghanistan in leaving eight billion dollars worth of merchandise um let alone uh all of the women and children in Afghanistan he got his into helicopter moment. sexual sa- uh, slavery. So he got his helicopter moment like, uh, what's his name, in from Vietnam in Saigon. He got his same helicopter moment in Afghanistan at the embassy. So a, a very similar helicopter moment. Right down to out. people falling from the airplane. Do you remember that? Oh God! There was that from video the, of the, the person that tried to climb in the wheel. The C fifty, yeah, the the C seventeen, yeah, it, uh, the the fucking flying city as it is. 
Um, it was so horrible to watch. For like a week straight, we were just watching this. This it, it was watching a you know a car accident go on for a week. Problem is, is that Trump actually had the whole setup thing set up in stages. All Joe Biden had to do was fulfill each fucking stage. Right. But no, honestly, you fucking retard just say get the fuck out. He could have pulled out. By, key, by administration. Saying, hey, you know what we're going to we're going to evacuate people from our air base that's actually fortified instead what did he do he like pulled everyone out in the middle of the night and went oh shit we need to get people out of there what are you talking about there's still fucking people there uh, there are know. still people there now he could have they could have literally waited until winter when the Taliban have to go back into their caves because there's too much snow for them to get around. Like, waited like four months. We still right. could have gotten out of there. Let, let, let's I don't believe what... we should have left, but... We should have left, but the way we left was wrong. I don't think, I don't think we should have left. I don't I think, think we should have I think we should have left something. I think I think we should have left it like we do in South Korea and still have a presence there, still have our air support there. Because that was the thing. When we left, we took our air support with us. The Afghan military, the reason they laid down their arms is because they were outnumbered and outpowered without our air support. They were doing 90% of the fighting, but they were calling in our air support to assist them. That's what we should have kept there. Kept our air base, kept a presence. We still had drones right there. We still had air support. We still had helicopters. We could have moved uh, soldiers quickly where they needed to go, but no. This freaking potato decided to he's not even a potato he's a kumquat uh decided to in the middle of the night take all military out of there and then go oh damn i guess i should have done something different so here's uh here's uh information here's uh fox news uh one year later Remarkable scenes right now in the capital of Kabul. We just saw a line of pickup trucks go by with Taliban fighters on the back, guns in hand, celebrating the one-year anniversary of their takeover of Afghanistan. It comes as this GOP report indicates the Biden administration waited until the last minute to make decisions about the evacuation from Kabul's international airport last August. We got to look this week at the suffering that the Afghan people are now facing under Taliban control. Take a look. 11-month-old Robani struggles to breathe as his mother looks on. The young Afghan is one of more than one million children under five who are acutely malnourished in the Taliban-controlled country. It makes me very sad when I see him in this condition. 35-year-old Fatima explains, I have lost three other children. This is the fourth one. A year into Taliban rule, Afghanistan's economy has collapsed. 
the United Nations now estimates 97% of Afghans are at risk of falling below the poverty line. The Taliban's controversial and archaic governing style has increased international isolation, putting at risk billions of dollars worth of aid that acts as a humanitarian lifeline for this country. A strict interpretation of Islam is guiding life under Taliban control, making it impossible for a separation between mosque and state. Right now in Afghanistan, listening to music is outlawed. Women must be covered when in public, and the majority of teenage girls are banned from participating in secondary education. The Taliban claims this is equality. Are women free in Afghanistan? Of course. Women can't go out in public alone at night. They can't serve in senior government roles. They have to be covered when they go into the streets of Kabul. How can you describe this as free? The laws of the country regulate how people conduct themselves when in the public. Uh, that does not in any shape, way or form mean that someone is free or is not free. An American official tells Fox News that the State Department will deliver a report to the White House in the next few days detailing what went wrong with that evacuation last summer and how so many U.S. allies were left behind. Brian, Ainsley, Steve. Hey, hey, hey. All of that is literally on this potato's head, this kumquat's head. Those wrong. deaths, I mean, those children, those malnourished children is because of our president. Those girls that cannot even go to school, listen to music, are being sold into uh, forced marriages is because of our president. One year. Imagine being a 25-year-old woman there for 20 years of your life from the time you were five years old until the time you were 25, you essentially had freedom. You went to school, you could work, you didn't have to cover up. You weren't being forced into marriages of essentially sexual slavery. And in, you know, I mean, one week, this president we, destroyed all of their lives. And one year later, this is what they live with. There, unfortunately, there's nothing we can do about it now. We, we have to, unfortunately, live with those consequences of our potatoes actions. Um, is it, is it a terrible thing? Yes. Um, we fought, I, I mean, I have friends, I have family who fought in Afghanistan. Um, I who, have. Who feel like they wasted their time there, literally just giving the country back to the enemy. I have a friend that is so angry because, um, but I mean, his legs burned. He, uh, um, he was, he was in, uh, the hospital for 
months because of, uh, I don't know if it was during a firefight or what it was, but somehow uh, his legs got torched. Yeah. And they they still work, but he, as he put it, he's always in pain. He wears shorts, but he has to wear long socks. He can't wear pants because stuff rubbing against, but the socks. Sure. Um, and he's so angry because, as he put it, whether there was um, the Taliban there or not, when he got there, he saw that he was fighting, fighting for, for the people. The people. And the kids would run up to him and, you know, in, up to the soldiers and would, wanted to, you know, hug them and all this stuff. And that's what he said all of them were fighting for. I don't One year later. And guess who we just killed in Kabul? The head of the um, of Al Qaeda, the new head of Al Qaeda, or was the new head of Al Qaeda? I was say I thought he died though, like a year ago. No, it was actually reported that uh, he was living in Kabul for the last year, huh. out in the open. It was so insecure for, or it was so secure for him that he didn't even hide himself in Kabul. And of course, yeah, this administration is going, see, we can take him out with a drone. Uh, you know, well, he lived for a fucking year in Kabul. The capital that we had control of. I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, it's. That guy should have been spending the rest of his days living in a freaking hole in the ground, afraid to come out of it. But no. We let him spend the last year living what essentially was luxury to him. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I want to I want to say I want to I want to say I'm surprised. And I'll, I want to say, oh, this. Unfortunately, I'm not fucking surprised. I'm not surprised at this at all. I'm not surprised at the situation. I'm not surprised of how it was done. I'm not surprised of anything. Um, you look at everything that this administration has done in the last 18 plus months. Has been a glorified I'm blaming everybody else for their mistakes. I'm not taking any responsibility. I say we're going to be transparent, but I'm going to close the doors on everything. It just doesn't, you know, and then knowing that, yeah, it's been a year since the great A fuck up of, of Afghanistan. And then fuck up of my, my life so far. And then you have, then it, it is closely compared to how we left Vietnam. And it's like, you're, you're going to have those that came back from Vietnam, all those veterans that came back from Vietnam that felt worthless and felt like shit because how nobody wanted them there in the first place. 
And then we had the issue with Afghanistan. Yes, we wanted everybody there. That is the thing is, that's the only twist in this, is that we wanted our soldiers there in Afghanistan. We wanted in Iraq because of what happened in 2001. Iraq. Remember uh, in the early 2000s, they called Afghanistan the righteous war, but Iraq was Bush's war. Yeah. So, but it was it was there for a purpose because of 9-11. We were there to avenge 9-11. Um, for our younger generation, if, you, if you're listening, if you don't know what 9-11 is, look it up. We, I remember 9-11. I remember, I remember that more. It was, it was the fall after I graduated high school. It was that fall. I had, I had worked overnight that night and i had just gotten up and i i didn't see the first tower fall i saw the second tower um but i mean it was the first time since world war ii that an enemy struck the united states on home turf And the way it ended just leaves a really, really bad taste in everybody's mouth that participated. Should have ended was the liberation and the freedom of Afghanistan. The Korean War was awful. The way it ended, even though we didn't. Mean the Vietnam. No, the Korean War. Oh, Korean War was awful too. The yeah, Korean War was awful, but the Vietnam the, War, though, well, the the well, comparing is because of the helicopter takeoff, right? But from, I, I have a different comparison though. Look at South Korea now. South Korea here. Um, let me pull up. This is uh, YouTube. Uh, money. Well, the Korean War technically has never been over. It's just been on a right, fucking pause. But we're at the the reason that it's not over is because we're still there. All right. Um let me uh let me pull this up. Korea Korea didn't uh, just, you know, out of nowhere become a democracy or get their freedoms or, you know, any of that. Why is why is it not pulling up the official music video? It's, uh, official music, official video. Okay, so, you know, with Korea, I want to say it was, wasn't until the 80s that they really started, that they, like, they were, they were, even while we were there, that South Korea was still basically ran as a quasi-dictatorship until the 80s. 
it took over a generation because we were, were there essentially since the end of uh, uh, World War II. We, we stayed there to keep an eye on uh, Japan. And then we got into the fight with North, North Korea and all that. But we stayed there because um, if we left, China, North Korea would take over South Korea. South Korea was already, you know, a totalitarian ran state. It wasn't until the 80s. But now we're, what, three generations in? Something like that. Three generations that we were that we've been in South Korea, and we get music videos like this from there. This is Lisa. It's the end of the month and the weekend. I'ma spend this track, everything on me. Yeah, I'ma see myself. I'ma spend it on myself. I'ma drop it like so, you know. Could you? Imagine in another 20 years, Afghanistan could have had that type of freedom where, you know, they have pop stars being able to sing and dance around and do all of that stuff. But when we got there initially, they were basically what North Korea is. And it's because of our presence. That's why I used to. I used to believe, like uh, um, Ron Paul and Rand Paul. I don't know so much of Rand Paul. Maybe more so than Ron Paul. I don't know. But either way, I used to be a uh, uh, you know believe that we shouldn't be in other countries. Now, seeing what we can do when we are there, not to force them into democracy, but to keep the bad guys from taking over. Keep the totalitarians, keep the the Hitlers, keep the Taliban, keep all of that. Taking over. How long? The Nazis. We we still haven't left Germany since World War II. Our biggest base is in Germany. But it's because of our presence, knowing that if they fight them, they have to fight us also, and we have the strongest military in the world. That they get the freedom to make videos and pop stars like this. Yeah, so. And because of impatience, because people are impatient and said we had to pull out. We have to pull out. We've been there for 20 years. How long do you expect to be there? Another 20, 40 years? Why not? Why not? Keep the Taliban. Keep the Taliban is is uh, Al Qaeda light. Yeah. But now they run the country again. They protect Al Qaeda. They were protecting them, their leader. Al Qaeda is, or Al Qaeda and the Taliban are terrorists. We were keeping them at bay. And this potato, this kumquat. Gave it back. And destroyed all of the work that we did for the last 20 years. It was unfortunate. I mean. Alright. So. Let's move on to a little bit of funny time. 
Um, we just talked about Potato Head is out. Brian Seltzer uh, was let go after his show, Reliable Sources, was canceled. Um, this guy alone is one of the biggest reasons why CNN doesn't feel like they're trusted by... I do remember at one time, CNN was like the most credible news source. That was back in the 90s. Um, Remember, they had a show called Crossfire. They did. And Um, uh, it has, it had, um, uh, oh, what's his name on Fox on it? Uh, I don't remember. I remember there was a show. I don't remember who was on it. Um, But now, yeah, Chris Cuomo left. He got fired. Tucker Carlson. Thank you. Yeah. And now you have. Mr. Potato Head himself, Brian Steller. Um, and if anyone comes at me because I'm calling Potato Head, you need to call it everybody because everybody calls him Potato Head. His head is perfectly looking like a potato. <laughs> he looks like Mr. Potato Head. Like, you give him the plastic ears, eyes, and mouth. Poof. He's there. Um, but no, it's just that he literally knows for a fact that he is lying but he has twisted it so well to make it sound like he's not that that is the one thing about journalism if you can make yourself believe it fine i know but it's gotten to the point to where it it's not it's not working in his favor anymore and Hell, what their streaming service didn't even last a month. Um, and they even had what's his name from uh Fox go there and all that, yeah. Uh, Chris Como, no, no, uh, what's his name, Chris? It was Chris Chris. something, yeah. Um, his dad was a actual reputable journalist, I know, but. I mean, no one's sad that he got fired. I can tell you right there. No one is going to be sad that he got fired. Um, No one watches CNN to begin with. Their ratings are watch. so awful. Yeah, no like, people, people fucking watch. It's just so fucking weird. Like, I know. Play. Well, the thing is, is I know, I know cable news isn't quite as uh, I flip, as I flip through. I, so I flip. In the morning, I have my local my local news on, and then I'll periodically check out what MSNBC is saying. I'll periodically click on CNN, and then I'll click on the Fox, click on ABC. I mean, I'll I'll rotate, and uh, and it's like. So when someone asks, "So where do you get your news sources?" and you can't say one, you can't just say Fox, like. Like no, 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 no one can say I just fuck. Oh, you just watch Fox. No, no, I, 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 I channel flip through each of them. And then like when I go online, I go through Daily Mail, I'll go through uh, Newsweek, I go through. I mean, that was the thing. Been doing this as long as we have. You can't just 
pull all sources. Oh, I'm going to pull all my sources from Fox News. Because that's only one side of the story. So, like, Fox will have one side. Okay, then CNN may have the same story, but they have a different version of it. So then you got to figure, you got to piece it together, try to figure out what is what. And that, and that is one of the, one of the fun things about doing this thing is like, okay, cool. What, what is what? But, you know, he, he has been a putz the entire Trump administration. Um, he was a huge Obama advocate. I remember watching him during the Obama years, and he was just sucking his dick. I am sorry. I mean, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not fucking sugar. I'm sugarcoating that all to hell, but no, that's what he was fucking doing. Um, Because Obama didn't do anything wrong. Obama did a lot wrong. And uh, Trump corrected a lot of what Obama did wrong. And now Biden's in and undoing everything that Trump did. And it's just like, you know, you just, you just can't fucking win. And all, okay. And everyone, everyone asks me, I know that. They're like, why, why do I like Trump? And I, it's, he's not your typical politician. He actually did what he ran on. Or at least tried to. He he got 95% of it. He cut out that bureaucratic bullshit. He didn't go with the bureaucracy. Because the thing is, you couldn't buy somebody that already was giving his money away. Right. Right. He didn't care about the special interest groups. Because... That's essentially what a special interest group does is they try to buy votes from Congress, from presidents, you know. Yeah. They, we'll they give buy. money to your campaign if you do what we say. And Trump was like, really? I can have I everybody. I send campaign. out emails and uh, people give me five, ten dollars and I got more money than. Yeah. I mean, he he raised, he I mean, he could have called and said, hey, donate. Hey, donate. He did it. And all, if he wanted to play their game the way they wanted to, he would have outshined. No, it's still funny. I, I still get. Uh, here's one uh, from Jared Kushner uh, asking to uh, donate to uh, President Trump's Save America. Um, oh, I get those all the time. I get that. I get. I must get five of them every day from them. Oh my! Here's another okay. one from Trump. Uh, and the thing is, a lot of those are just auto. And all yeah, I know they're automated auto. emails. So um, at one point, I signed up uh, during the election, and I can't figure out how to unsubscribe, even though I have. Yeah, no, I just I just fucking gave up on it. Um, but now, now with now on this one is uh, Trump CFO. The chief financial officer, Alan Weisenberg, pled guilty to tax evasion and uh, everything with uh, the Trump organization, with tax fraud and evasion. Um, 16 counts. Uh, he, he's going away for a while. 
So, and one of the things is, is that he agreed to um, testify against the former President Trump with his business dealings. So, the hierarchy in an organization, Trump was CEO, uh, Alan Wiseman is CFO, okay, you have Chief Executive Office, you have Chief financial office two fucking different things chief financial office makes sure that trump has the money to make said deals like oh i'll buy you for this oh do i have the money yep write a check um so the problem is is that this fucker decided to uh, not pay the taxes or duck everybody's goddamn calls about it. Who fucking... I don't know because the, the case hasn't actually been displayed. I've looked for it. It's not out there. So I'm assuming there's going to be more to it. Um, so I'm waiting for that. But it is what it is, okay? And... If Trump did something wrong, then yes, punish him for something that he did wrong. Fine. And all. But, yeah. but, but the thing is, is especially with the left, they have this guilt by association as long as it's not Biden or Hillary. My, Any, anybody that has ever shook hands with Trump, if they did something wrong, it's on him. Yeah. So. And all my thing is, is that, okay, so you're doing all this targeting on Trump, but yet you won't even touch Biden. Okay, so Biden has, was it a, a granddaughter or a niece, something that wrote a journal being really explicit? Uh-huh. Was it a granddaughter? Well, no, he has a granddaughter that he uh, refuses to acknowledge he has. Oh, oh or was it a his daughter or something that he used to take showers with um project veritas got a hold of the journal first um and everything it was it's quite fucking creepy if that was all if that was all true um i will i will call him a map um but and then you have Hunter, who, in his drunken, coked-out frenzy, dropped his laptop off at a help desk thing to get fixed and forgot about it with what, what? child pornography, drugs, money laundering, all the emails, his iCloud connection. Um, yeah, stuff just keeps coming out. More, oh, more. And, then, and we know oh, who this is great. Who Matt, Gates. Guy is. Matt Gates, who everyone thinks he's a fucking I don't pedophile. know, like, they think know. he's a pedophile because supposedly, uh, or, uh, he had a girlfriend or knew a girl or something like that that he crossed state lines with that was 17. I don't, sure. Um, I haven't followed it, but 
we got to listen to Matt Gates because listen to these responses when we talk about the FBI. Yeah, this is him with the cyber, uh, the head of cyber of the FBI. You know where it is. I'm not going to talk about any ongoing you, you, investigation. You come here and you tell us you follow the facts in the law, but you can't even follow a laptop that you guys have had for three years. We follow the facts in the law and we speak in open court about our yeah, But you aren't speaking about this, but you know who is speaking about it? The whistleblowers from the FBI who've gone to, to Senator Grassley and said that you guys purposefully take any information that is that is derogatory about Hunter Biden and you go and rat hole it so that you never have to speak about it in any circumstance. But the good news is you're not the only ones with that laptop. So Patrick Ho was convicted of bribing government officials in Africa and he gave a million bucks to Hunter Biden. Are you familiar with that? I'm not going to speak about any ongoing investigation. Is I can, that an ongoing? I can assure is you that, that an ongoing investigation? I can. I'm not going to. Patrick, I'm no not going to speak about any potential ongoing. Like, don't you see that that degrades the country's like belief in you guys when you have whistleblowers saying that you're purposely rat holing this information, and then you come here and say you won't talk about it? I mean, you know, inside Hunter Biden's multi-million dollar deals with a Chinese energy company, Washington Post, Matt Vizier, Chinese elite paid 31 million dollars to Hunter and the Bidens, Peter Schweitzer in the New York Post. Hunter Biden's business partner called Joe Biden the big guy in panic messages. Do you guys call Joe Biden the big guy at the Department of Justice? I think it's important to understand why we don't speak about cases outside of the court. By, by, by the way, I already know why. You know why we don't speak about it? Because it's about Hunter Biden. You guys have no problem leaking about other stuff, right? Like you got no problem going out and tagging parents at school board meetings as a national security threat. But when all of the facts and all of the law are before you regarding the corruption of Hunter Biden, you don't want to speak to that at all. And it's precisely why you've got folks that are talking to Senator Grassley about it. Bo High Harvest. So 10 days after Vice President Biden takes Hunter Biden to China, 10 days after this long toiling venture of Hunter Biden, they can't get off the ground. 10 days after they go, he automatically gets approved. So uh, for a deal in China with Bohai Harvest, like, have you guys looked into that? I'm not going to talk about any uh, ongoing investigation. Well, you know who else is talking? Tony Bobolinsky. Tony Bobolinsky told the world that Joe Biden was cut in on a CCP energy deal that was orchestrated by Hunter Biden. Like, have you guys talked to Tony Bobolinsky? Again, we don't talk about ongoing investigations uh, in settings such as this. So, so, so Joe Biden. Uh, well, okay. We, 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 we. How about this? We commit to a classified briefing on these matters. I'd certainly, be happy to talk to you or any member of the committee about uh, matters of national security. Okay. Well, is I don't this talk a about. I do not talk. We do not talk outside of courtrooms about ongoing investigations. Well, is there an ongoing investigation of the annual fund dinner that happened where Joe Biden was vice president of the United States and Hunter Biden holds his funds annual dinner at the Chinese embassy and. The, but in order to do that, in order to get the Chinese embassy to roll out the red carpet for Hunter Biden and, and to raise money for his fund, he had to go to the embassy 30 minutes before and have a one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Chinese ambassador. Do you think it's possible that that meeting might have jeopardized national security? I'm not going to comment about any potential uh, or ongoing investigation. Well, here, here's the thing. It's pretty easy to see that Hunter Biden is compromised. I think every American knows that's a threat to national security. I think we're watching a crime spree in progress that Hunter Biden is orchestrating. And one has to wonder, like, what are the Chinese getting for the tens of millions of dollars that they're cutting the Biden family in on? What is the Chinese Communist Party getting as a result of cutting in 10 percent for the big guy? And it just I just happen to notice that, like, you guys canceled the China initiative that President Trump put in place where you focus talent on those things. You know, Jim Biden said to uh, Tony Bobolinsky that the reason they're able to get away with this corruption is plausible deniability. And that is precisely the plausible deniability that you are that you are animating and exemplifying today. And you know what? Winter's coming. We're going to be in the majority. And then you're going to have to answer these questions for the country. Damn. And sure. After that, he actually enters Hunter Biden's laptop contents. 
into congressional records. So now it's there. Um, that that is very very interesting because congressional record once it's been cleared congressional records it becomes public knowledge right right and guess who else's election is coming up mr nader himself oh ralph new york redistrict ralph nader in another primary i can't remember her name are in the same district now for manhattan that's right i did hear it is one or the other and nader can't lose his position nader is the only reason why that committee isn't moving forward anywhere you remove nader that committee is really going to start busting balls. Well, the and committee is questions. going to start moving a lot of stuff come November. Well, no, come January. Because it'll be from November to January. They'll be in a lame duck. Oh, yeah. But once once the Republicans take over, they don't even have to take over both House and Senate. Once they take over the House... It'll be investigation after investigation, and it won't be this kangaroo court. Oh, no, it, I have a feeling it will be. It will be House and Senate. It may not be a full landslide in the Senate, but it will be enough to where the yes, they may need a Democrat or two, right? If they have to do the sixty vote, um. But man, it's it, it's gonna be a heavy push from the from the house. I think it, I think if we take over the Senate in this one, it'll be like a fifty-one or fifty-two, forty-nine, forty-eight. Un- it won't be it won't be like a a fifty-five, fifty-six. You know, I hope I actually but would like to see Senator Kennedy become the majority leader the of the Republican Party for the Senate. I want to see Kennedy. Be the majority leader, not fucking what's his McConnell. Fuck him. McConnell. This is where Andy and I agree. Andy Andy hates McConnell and he's from Kentucky. McConnell, McConnell. I'm not even from Kentucky. I I can't. I he is he is the epitome of a rhino. Uh he's been in the he's been in that seat for so goddamn long. His ass print is in the fucking chair yep. in the Senate. It needs to go. I I will either see Rand Paul or Kennedy. Here's the thing. Uh, and I think this is where a lot of Republicans and Democrats, younger Republican, younger Democrats can agree I don't agree with them on having a uh, um, term limit for judicial appointees. I think that should be lifelong yeah. until they either want to retire or die. Yeah. But I think there should be term limits for House and Senate. Oh, yeah. We've had the discussion. Term limits for Congress 
is in this is an ultimate necessity in the end because i mean granted yes you can run run but i believe but the two eight-year terms yeah if you look two at eight-year terms 16 years as a congressman if you can if you can keep your seat that long you should be able to do what you're set out to do right but I also believe Congress needs to go back to quote being a part-time employee. Yes. So people, they need to be around their constituents and be uh, accountable to them so face to face. What fifties? What forties? Fifties? Congress members all had a regular full-time job and working it in Congress was part-time, was part-time work. Right. You guys, you got paid for it. They paid for your travel to leave your state to go to D.C. to vote. Yes. Um, but I think even now it's even easier to do that because me and you are talking, we're how many hundreds of miles away from each other? Yeah. With internet technology, they can literally have their office. That is that is the one problem and still is still be in in quorum. See, they that is the one thing that is the most annoying is that they vote by proxy. That is the one thing I, I believe that they actually physically need to be there to vote. Well, be there for a vote, but they don't need to be there to listen to arguments or to, you know, even in committee, they can be there in committee and still be. Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg spent the last, like, decade uh, listening to oral arguments on a phone. True. Um, What was it? Uh, Elena Kagan, I think it was, that spent the most of COVID not going into work, doing it over the phone. Congress can you know, do the same I'm thing. Not, I'm not. I. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not wrong. But when I just believe, I would rather know that the people that we elect actually go when it's supposed when they need to be there, um, not the, uh, phoning it in or having their constituent go in there for them. The other and thing, not, I think. The Senate should go back to state appointed. The Senate should have always been state appointed. It it was up until I don't remember when it changed. It wasn't a popularity contest. It wasn't, you know, it was state appointed. You voted for your representatives. You voted for the representatives of your state. The representatives of your state voted for your two Senate representatives. Yeah, because the Senate representatives were not supposed to represent the people of the state; they were supposed to represent the interests the of the government of the state. Yep, and also, I mean, in, in hindsight, I mean, yes, our government is not perfect, but it's better than some. Because if you look at Canada, oh god. god. 
And uh, you look at Mexico. Mexico, they have their own government, but hell, they're run by more by the cartels behind the scenes than they are run by their actual government. Um, Sometimes I wonder how much cartels actually run our government, the people in our government. I mean, the mafia, you know, there was always that theory that JFK was assassinated by the mafia. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, no. So not or maybe not JFK. Maybe. No, no, it was JFK. Okay. No, JFK was. So. My. I don't know. I'm not going to be able to. So the rumor. My family's all from Sicily. And. My family is. Uh mob related in hindsight way back when um my grandmother got a lot of us steered all of us away from that family by moving everybody away from it um by blood we can walk in prove that we were sicilian and they take us in no hands down if you ever go to Sicily, there's no cops. I don't think you'd walk in and become an associate. You you might become a friend, but not an no, associate. No, we... The way it was back then, it, 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 it they were all about the blood. It was all about blood. And then you would earn that trust to work up the ladder. That was your entrance in the door. Um... But they, uh, what a mobster was actually, an old mobster was on their uh, alleged mobster, um, <laughs> when, was talking about it. They said, no, uh, it was, there was two people that day that shot and Oswald was the fall guy. So that's why they believed that it was him, but they could. They were like, "Oh, it's the magic bullet. It fucking ricocheted." No, motherfucker. There was more than one person taking shots. You heard ricochets from more than one gun. You just heard one gun shoot at a time. So, because the thing is, when we talk about the swamp, we talk about the people behind the scenes, the shadow government. Shadow government at that time was the mob because you got to remember back in world war ii the government enlisted the mob to take care of all the ports in the united states to make sure we were getting our stuff to our guys and that we weren't getting and they couldn't uh unionize and stuff like that yeah so it was so it was a different time so yeah so when we when i speak of like the how the cartel works with the government it's very similar how the mob that is still very fucking much around it they just don't advertise themselves as much as they always it just it's a very behind the scenes it is about the almighty dollar the dollar is what gets you they don't need guns anymore it's all about the money and they've proven that so that and that is one thing that i will respect trump for because trump had no problem standing to the mob 
he didn't get in their way and they didn't get in his way. It and was I'm kind sure, of an I'm sure you'd have to be an idiot. He lives in New York his whole life. He's a rich man. Oh no, I mean he he's trying to make deals with the union. Mob ties. Oh yeah. He's he's made deals with those unions, but it was always from from some of the documentaries I read from way back when when he was just getting started. He didn't he had he worked with them, but he didn't work with them much. He only did it if he had no absolute choice. So I mean it's that has always been the theory. The the swamp is still attached to the mob. Hence why they're not even unredacting any of the JFK files. It's been 60 years. Because the fact of it is, is that JFK, they know who killed JFK. They know why. They have all this evidence and information. It's just going to unravel the party. Because technically, yes, JFK ran as a Democrat. But JFK, the one difference between JFK and all the other Democrats, he was the original, first Roman Catholic. And yeah. the Roman, and nobody, especially the mob, did not want the Roman Catholic Church involved in the government. Yeah. And I said my piece. <laughs> God damn it. I think uh, with that, let's watch some videos. Yes. Uh, There's some funny videos. So I'm going to start us off with uh, this one. Let me see here. Let's watch this. The United States Navy. Only one branch. Oh, God, I love this guy. So far that it is explicitly stated in their theme song. And now we're not talking about the one from the village people. Something that I didn't know is that the United States Navy has the ability to end life as we know it like a dozen times over. No bullshit. They have two submarines out there that are like a floating apocalypse. A little over 3.2 million tons of ship floating around on the ocean with old glory flying up top. The Navy is one of those weird self-sustaining organizations. Like the Army relies heavily on the Air Force for supply, the Navy for strike capabilities, and the Marines to make fun of. The Navy, on the other hand, possesses the ability to eliminate all life on an island and then build a bar within 24 hours. Pause Hashtag Seabees. <laughs> Every Seabee I've second. ever met just lifts second. weights and builds shit. No bullshit. Okay. Oh, I thought you said pause it for a second. You got to talk. You're not talking. Oh, if I hit the unmute button, it'd be great. Um, My whole family was Navy. I love this guy. So whenever he talks about the subs, that just there's two out there that will just end life as you know it. Yeah, those subs, they don't come up ever. No, no, they they they're like allergic to the sun. Like, they they live. They're they under. They're they are like so far down to get someone on, and then they're back under. Yeah. And yep. They're they're about to talk the about the ship that fucking just beat the shit out of Korea in a moment. Go ahead, play. These guys built AC. 
in Kandahar region in about three days. Almost every U.S. naval ship happens to have a small contingent of U.S. Marines on board that they can whip at you like Dale Gribble with a pack of sand. You think you have the U.S. Navy corner. They just pull a fast one and just like, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know it could do that, but that, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Let's put this in perspective. The U.S. Navy on the regular, like some weird David V. Goliath type stuff, slingshots multi-billion dollar aircraft off the front of a boat, and they're supposed to fly from there. Most of the time they do. Historians <laughs> are out here trying to figure out if the first operational use of the term yeet was from when the Navy launched aircraft or decided to do that Texas thing on D-Day. It, it flooded like a ballast tank on one side so it could it could throw the rounds further at the Germans. Yep. <laughs> I mean, every time you Google U.S. Navy history, you find something that shouldn't have worked, but it just did. The Wisconsin and the Korean War, temper, temper. If you guys don't know that story, uh, a Korean 155 battery got real lucky and hit the Wisconsin once, uh, wounding three sailors. The Wisconsin the probably emptied all nine of her guns and obliterated ship. the 155 position. <laughs> the ship that was with her just sent over a message and said, temper, temper. <laughs> and then you got the Navy chief. God, that was the yes. one thing that I really wish the Army would take from y'all. Being a Navy chief is like the U.S. Navy's version of being a United States Marine. Navy chiefs yes. are so proud of what they are, so proud of their heritage. They are paid for a living. And they help each other out regardless of where they're from, what their position is, just based off of the fact that they're chiefs. The only and reason I know this, and it's completely captured my jealousy, is I have an older brother who's a senior chief. Listen, if chief is right, chief... The only thing I know about that is uh, from NCIS, and they always talk about the chief petty officer, or the chief this, and... So, uh, no, so, yeah, chief, there's different levels of chief. If you make it to just chief, you can't say, you can't say, yes, sir. You'll get smited. And I mean it because I made that mistake. I never lived to end it down. <laughs> um, so yeah, you they their their thing is that we work for a living. I want to be called by my title, not by sir. So yeah, so he's very fucking right. <laughs> is right and ain't nobody gonna question that not the captain the xo anybody no skipper nothing we give each other help but i like you navy peeps you're good in my book ariel reese black coffee lincoln bio <laughs> i like that guy oh that guy's hilarious okay let's see here going to another random one welcome back to gen x You remember those things? Yes. I actually have one for my kids. I have one of those too. A light bright. Yes. Uh oh. Operation. Atari. Oh, ColecoVision. I don't think that was Atari. I think that was Coleco. That's one of the two. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What All else right. do we got here? Randomly picking. Folks, it's time for more of your favorite facts about the historical timeline that will make you very uncomfortable. In 1870, the final samurai battle took place, and the first Wimbledon tennis tournament was held. The hamburger sandwich predates the hamburger bun by about 20 or 30 years. Hamburger bun is invented in 1916. There's some debate about the first hamburger sandwich. Did you know that... 
uh, Walmart actually judges like the uh, uh, their version of a recession or inflation based on uh, people buying hamburgers, hot dogs, um, buns, and bread. And if they see um, like hamburgers, you know, stay the same or go up, but uh, white bread go up, they know that people are in a recession because they're saving money buying buns instead of, or buying bread and using it instead of buns. And I can't say I haven't done that this week because <laughs> I was too, more so I was too lazy to go out and buy some buns. So I told my son, ah, we're having hamburgers tonight. Bread. And you're having it on Wonder Bread. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see what history is. Between the invention of the tin can in 1810 and the rotating can opener in 1870. When the Titanic sank in 1912, its most valuable cargo was 40 cases of ostrich plumes. Thanks to the feather craze in oh, fashion brother. at that time, these were headed to New York to be used in women's hats. Uh, they were valued at about $2.5 million in today's money. And they're all at the bottom of the ocean. Yep. All them ostrich. And the, and the theory is that it's not the actual Titanic down there. It's the Olympic. I thought the Olympic like launched after the Titanic. Nope, the Olympic was before it. It had more windows than the Titanic. So if you take the original picture of the Titanic and then side by side it to what is under the water, it has the same amount of windows as the Olympic. The Olympic was body damaged. They were using it as a fucking insurance claim. Mm. But nobody said anything. But that's just a theory. Okay, you ready? Oh, God. I got a hammer for this butthole. Ah! Oh, yeah. her butthole just got stretched out. <laughs> they just fucking. So, for those of you that are listening, uh, this was a, I'm assuming, doctor because he wore a white jacket. Sure. <laughs> that basically. Took a hammer and a chisel to a woman's ass. Yeah. I'm assuming something with her tailbone, but if I ever have a doctor say, hey, sciatic nerve, we're going to, we're going to fix this by pounding your ass, I would say no. Okay. One more. And then we need to close it out because we're at the two hour mark. Woohoo. Oh, nope. We got one more after this. <laughs> because we got to play it. Oh, God. From this random email saying, your phone is jailbroken and we're going to clone everything. Hey, I can't tell you exactly how I know this information, but I can tell you that for the last six years, I've been a certified hardware engineer for a certain company that likes to talk a lot about fruit. So I know exactly what's going on here and I deal with it every single day. So hold on. <laughs> I'm coming on here like this looking crazy to tell you, number one, do not remove the device. Here's what's happening. You lost your phone, right? It made its way to China. How it made its way to China is not important, but the only reason that these people are contacting you now is because your phone is actually useless to them. Who can save them? 
By the way, I used to work for Apple. I used to get these calls all the time. Everything she's saying is 100% correct. Them, and I suggest that you don't. Now, every time an iPhone is signed in in the settings to an Apple ID, it gets locked to that Apple ID account. And then let's say someone plugs that phone into a computer, tries to erase it, get everything off of it, try to set it up again. It will forever go to that page that says activation lock, and it will ask you for your Apple ID, email, and password. Or there's a little thing at the bottom that says bypass with old device passcode. Okay, so this is three minutes long. I'm not going to play it. We'll put uh, a link if we want in the um, in the show notes. But basically uh, what this woman is saying is she works for Apple and she's talking about activation lock, which when you sign into an Apple device uh, and it asks you to sign in with your Apple ID, it locks that to the actual serial number of the uh, um, or the MAC address of the uh, the hardware on there. So even if somebody erases it, which they used to do, it used to be someone stole your phone, they erased it, and then they used it as their own. Now they erase it, and it comes up and it says, please enter your Apple ID and password in order to use, which is a really good security feature. It may not get you your phone back, but it actually did cut down on theft because what's the point of stealing a phone if you can't use it? This woman, because of this video, is potentially getting fired from Apple, which sucks. And I would say, if anybody from Apple is listening to this, one, give her a raise. Put this video on the Get Support site for Apple, getsupport.apple.com. That's where all of their articles and videos and stuff are for this. Everything she says is public-facing knowledge. Nothing is proprietary to Apple. I know that because I used to be privy to the proprietary information. I won't let it go. She's not letting anything go. Everything. And uh, put this up there. This has to save them hundreds of calls. If not thousands. Because I used to get a call about this multiple times a day. Every single day. Are you talking again and I can't hear you? No, I'm not. I'm just waiting. Okay. Okay. Last one. This one's kind of gross. Have you ever... Are you a Vabber? Oh, God. His date, now girlfriend, decided to tell him that she has recently started vabbing. I don't know what vabbing is. I don't know. Vabbing. She watched a tutorial on TikTok and has been doing it ever since. Vabbing. At Real quick, don't don't take advice directly from TikTok. Like, not all of it is good. The gym, no. work, doing the big shop. Should you I... name. Oh. Should I give you? Oh. <laughs> no, it tells you what it is. Careful. You name it, I can't, I can't read this. What's vabbing? She places her fingers down there and then proceeds to dab on a little bit of her natural scent. No, no, don't do this, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, she shot. has been retrieving her beef Don't juices with her fingers <laughs> and placing them behind her ears and on her wrists. 
Outer Minge. <laughs> okay. Uh, so that's gross. Um, and possibly infectious. Like, doesn't seem sanitary. No, not at all. But it does kind of remind me of the uh, um, the purple sugar slush. Uh, oh, man, no. Fucking mall rats was better. Uh, we'll play both, and you tell us which is better. Okay, do you have mall rats pulled up? No, I don't. Pull it up while I play this. This is from, uh, um, what is it, King of the Cage or Ring King or something like that. Um, it's David Arquette. What do you want, boob? Purple sugar slush. King size. That'll be a dollar twenty-six. Dollar twenty-five. That's all I got. That's just not good enough now, is it, you little boob? You little Jimmy. Oh no. It's ready to rumble. Uh, not it. Refill. That's it. Come on, come on. I feel bad. Hey, Gordy. Yeah. Why does it look like you have your finger in your butt? Does it do? Does it do? All right, Jerko, what do you want? I need a new sugar slush. Why? Because there's something wrong with this one. Smell it. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's awful. Ah, I know. Oh, it's like, it smells like, like, like my ass, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe your ass. It's weird, huh? Like a bitter, sour ass. Oh, it's, it's like you poured it right from your butt. Oh, 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 I will get you another one ASAP. Thanks. <laughs> so bad. How could you drink that? I struggled through most of it, but the butt fruit just kind of settled at the bottom. <laughs> All right. So that's uh, from Ready to Rumble. That's the name of it. And you you said the one from Mallrats is better. I... I... All right, so you can't scream at him, but after all he's done to you, you should still kind of stick to him. How do you propose I do that? You stink, Pomo. Stink, Pomo. Take your hand, you stick it in your ass like this. You've been walking all day and you're all so nervous, so no doubt you'll be sweaty as hell. You should see yourself. I mean, the, the scripture, the scripture that he's doing just makes it even better. There, now you shake hands with the guy. Hey, Mr. Svinning, how have you been? Point. You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? Scrub all you like, it'll stick around for at least two days. How does he explain it to his colleagues and family? They'll think he doesn't know how to wipe his ass properly. Meanwhile, you yourself are left with a hand that smells like shit. Small price to pay for the smiting? One's in I think I'll pass. Do me a favor. Stay here while I go talk to him. Mind like you, in that bag is chocolate covered. He looks at his touch. hand first, and then he's like, "Oh no, I'm not touching this." Hey, fellas! Well, well, well! If it isn't my neighbor, 
Mr. Spinning. How damn would you feel that Iron Grip handshake? Like Burt Reynolds and shit. So, what's going on here? Oh, well, uh, yes, yes, actually, no, everyone that realizes what's going on. Points. Of which he does have many. Hey, look at that ring. What is that? That is uh, my uh, junior college class ring. Come loud. Uh, I also hope to come loud one day, preferably in a 69. <laughs> Say, would you like a chocolate-covered pretzel? They're a little melty, but damn, are they exquisite. And if I remember correctly, you're a big pretzel fan. <laughs> um, dark chocolate. Yeah? No, no, no. Oh, come on. No, 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 please. No, no. Here you go. Oh. Uh, thank you. <laughs> mm. Mind you, this is how you would get pink eye in some way, shape, or form. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, being a man who uh, believes in one good turn deserves another. I have something to offer. Oh, you really? What's that? Snoochie <laughs> moochie. So yeah. Although you know what just dawned on me before we go, you cannot find Dogma anywhere. I own Dogma. I used to own Dogma. Then I sold it years ago, thinking, "Oh, it's on." It was like streaming at the time. I can just watch it now. It doesn't stream anywhere. And you can't find uh, the only place you can find it, like to buy, is if you bought bought it from somebody that owns it. They don't sell it anywhere. No, not on Amazon, not in stores. Maybe eBay because you're buying from an individual. But yeah, I wanted to show my son Dogma, and I can't. All right. All right. Go ahead and uh, uh, show us out. Again, this is episode 44 of Fire Talk Radio. Check us out on our website on firetalkradio.com. Um, check us out on Facebook, Fire Talk Radio, Truth Social, Fire Talk Radio, Twitter, Fire Talk Radio, um, YouTube, Fire Talk Radio. Subscribe. You'll know when we go live. Um, go to our website, hit the subscribe button. It'll tell you where you can find us to listen Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Um, you can email us at firetalknetwork at gmail.com. Uh, voicemail us at 814-380-9820. And again, we'll catch you next week. We can only count to four. We can only count to four. We can only count to four.